Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. So Psalm 23, I want us to start there today uh, as we continue as I'm teaching on what is a chosen fast and getting us ready to move in. Uh, you know, I, I, I was praying about this and I said, you know, God, if I, if I were to try to capsulize 2021, you know, coming out of 2020, 2020, what, what world's 2020? How many are just thankful that you got through 2020? Come on, that's, that's over there. And, but there's kind of a hangover in 2021, wasn't A little bit of, you know, the COVID stuff and all this going on and people grappling, trying to find their way. And, and, but, but God's been so faithful, hasn't he? Hasn't God been faithful to us? And so I said, God, if anything would, would capsulize this year that we're, we're, we're winding up, it would be Psalm 23. Psalm 23. It's been a Psalm 23 years. It's not my message. It's just my, my our reflection on the goodness of God. Amen? So, so let's follow this for a moment. I, I, I don't want you to rush out of this year without remembering how good God's been to us. All right? So let's look at this. The Lord is my shepherd. Has God been good to you in that way? And, and what it says, I shall not be in want. He's been faithful, hasn't he? He's led us. He's provided for us. Look at this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. Has that been what he's done for you this year? In the midst of, look what God has done. All right? He restores my soul. Aren't you thankful for that? How many sense God is doing some restoration in your life? That there's some things the enemy tried to steal, but God is putting back in place. He's restoring everything life tried to take away. See that? He guides me. Come on. In paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though uh, I may have tripped or stumbled, but for the glory of his name, he's led us through righteousness. And we're thankful for that. Now let's keep reading. I love this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we've had to say goodbye to some loved ones, haven't we? We've seen some people go ahead of us into heaven. They're celebrating today. All is well with them. But we've had to walk someone say through. See, come on, we're coming through, aren't we? We're, we're, we're going through some things. What? But why do we, we said, we fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. You found out this year that in a moment you never wanted to face, God was still with you in that moment. That in the seasons where it felt like you're in a valley, God was right there with you. See, we've discovered that. What the enemy thought might destroy my faith has built my faith. Because I found in the moment I was afraid to face, God was there ahead of me. Anybody with me? See, that's what this year has been. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Look at verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He didn't say we haven't had some enemies and challenges. But right in the face of him, God said, sit down and eat with me. We're going to make it on this thing. Uh, it some, in fact, I started realizing I needed some enemies so I could sit down and have lunch with God. If, if I hadn't had enemies, I wouldn't have had that table to sit down. Come on. And so you sat down in the face of your enemies and said, you guys are worried me. I'm going to have some fellowship with the Lord. Come on. See, and then uh, you anoint my head with oil. Hasn't he been precious to us? Hasn't the anointing been rich on us? We're ending this year anointed with the presence of God. You know what? Look at this. My cup is not, you know, somebody said, I'm one of those half full glass. I like that. That's better than the half empty guy. But you know what? We're going to go to another level. You're not just the glass that's half full. Your glass is running over right now. My cup 
overflows. Why? The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Surely. <laughs> Let me back up so I have my version. Make sure it's your version. Come on. Come on. Read it out loud with me. You need to make a statement. Are you ready? Ending 2021. Come on. What do we say? Let's read it out loud. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's thank him for Psalm 23 years. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. I just wanted to put that in your spirit. I, that's, it's, it's really not my message, but it's something we needed to do. Amen? See, I believe we stand here today on this last Sunday of 2021. And, and God's calling us, I believe, to a new place. Uh, a new level, maybe let's say that, a new level. You're walking this journey, but I believe God wants you to step up in your faith. I believe there's some new things God wants to do. I believe that God may be renewing. Every, you know, often we talk about something new, but I believe there may be some unfinished things God wants to do with us. How many hear what I'm saying? So it may be just as powerful to renew as to make new. Let, let me say it this way. Uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Come on, can I say it? I feel the whole... You know, there's some marriages, you don't need a new spouse, you just need to renew the marriage you have. Come on. Let me, we, we need some marriages renewed. Come on, somebody say amen. We need some relationships renewed. You don't need new, you need renewed. You need restoration. Come on, see what... It's, it's, that's, that's what God is doing. God is doing that. Uh, sometimes... I, I really sense people get to this time of the year, listen, I want to encourage you, and they leave some unfinished business. Well, I'm just going to forget that and start off. No, God is faithful to do what he said. He's the God who says, if, he's the God who says, I, I'm the God who will finish what I've started. I'm, I'm the God who completes everything I initiate. I'm not only just the alpha, I'm the alpha and the omega. And God is going to omega some people. Come on, how many are ready? You, we need to be renewed. Don't give up, renew. So it's renewing. It's, that's the kind of season that we're in. And, and so why, why, what are we doing because we believe that? Where we're saying, Lord, we're doing something unprecedented. We're, we're going to have a chosen fast. It's going to encompass the month of January. Now, I'm not going to ask you to fast every day. Lord, he said 10 days. Uh, and, and we're not going to go to church every day, although they did that in the book of Acts. But I'm not going to do that. It says they met daily. But I, we're, we're just going to give him a month. All right? And, and it's a chosen fast. Inside that is a Daniel fast. It's a chosen fast. We're setting aside these corporate times to seek the Lord and, and to get together. So let, let's look at Isaiah 58, verse 1. I just want to read through this with you, keeping these things in our mind. Faith comes from hearing and hearing what? Yeah. Faith comes from hearing. Say that out loud with me. I've said it with you before. Listen to this. Faith comes by hearing and stop. Hearing and hearing, all right? Say it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, all right? So that's what I'm doing. Isaiah 58, let's just read through it, first nine verses. Uh, this, is, this is where we get the chosen fast, all right? Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion. God was dealing with a nation, hear me, that was very religious on the outside, but very empty on the inside. Now, what he's saying, and I believe what God is saying to the church today, I want, I want to help you. I believe our future is bright and powerful, but it's because the enemy is running rampant in some areas. 
And what we are saying is that, listen to me closely, I believe this is the, the atmosphere and the setting of the next awakening in this nation. It will not be in the absence of enemies. It will come in the presence of enemies. I haven't heard what I just said. I believe a lot of people think revival only comes when every circumstance is perfect. I want you to hear me. I believe I've heard from the Lord on this. I believe others have. I believe the next awakening in your family, in your life, in your home, in our church, in this nation will not come in an atmosphere where everything is perfect. So let's stop waiting for that. I believe it will come in a moment where the enemy might think he's succeeding. But we make a decision. I'm not going to go through the motions. I'm not going to do the status quo. I'm not going to rely on what I've done before. Are everybody with me? And, and so this is the, the, the basis of a chosen fast. So he said, Israel, you're, you're not doing what you should do. Let, let's, are we willing to let God look at our lives too in this process? Is that okay? Is that okay for me to allow the Holy Spirit to look at me and say, George Sawyer, you may not be doing what you need to do. See, sometimes good is the thief of the best. I pray we're far enough along that our choices every day aren't between good and bad. But see, to go to another level, you might need to go to a place where you begin to choose between good and best. Does that make sense? See, we, we you know, baby Christians are trying to decide good and bad. Are, are you with me? Yeah. That's baby Christian stuff. You know, am I going to serve God or serve the devil? Come on, please. You've been at this long enough. Right? So, so we have to understand the, these, these new levels, which may have some new devils, <laughs> okay, are going to be obtained by good to best. So, so these are the kind of things we have to allow God to do some inventory. This, this was God's concern, verse 2. He said, see, day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways. As if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. See, they seem to seek him. They said they're not going to obey his word. There's an outer demonstration but an inner rebellion. Everybody with me? Okay, all right. So they ask me for just decisions and seem, see this terminology, the verbiage here, seem eager for God to come near them. See, that's why chosen fast is not about words and, and, and posturing and uh, uh, r- ritual. It's about, I'm going to put some action to this. I am going to pursue him, okay? Verse 3, why have we fasted, they say? You haven't seen it. See, see that? They, they went through the motions. They actually did some kind of a fast. They said, we fasted. You didn't see it. We, we humbled ourselves. You didn't even notice. And they're charging God. All right? Here's what God says. Okay, you ask, I'll answer. On the day of your fasting, you do as you please. You exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. See? Verse 5. Okay. No, okay. So we, we don't want to. Listen. I don't want you just to get hungry and be sad and, you know, hold your stomach for 10 days. I'd like for something to happen. Okay. Sorry. Verse 5. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? See, is it only the outer of bowing one's head like a reed? Lying in sackcloth and ashes. Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to me, the Lord? Is that, is that what you call this? Let's look at this. 
Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? If we're going to fast, let's fast what God chooses. Let's believe Him. Let's trust Him. Let's dare to do a chosen fast. Everybody with me? What is it? What is this fast? See, it's not just ritual. It's reality. It's when things change. To loose the chains of injustice. See, this is a release of the Holy Spirit. It's not just words. It's, it's literal miracles in response. It, 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 to loose the chains of injustice. Untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free. To break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? I'll say more about that next Sunday. I haven't addressed that yet. Do you realize that part of a chosen fast is taking care of hungry and needy people? I've never heard people talk about that in fast. But we're going to do it because we're going to do the chosen fast. Because I want to see chosen results. Okay. All right. Is it not to share your food with the hungry, provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Listen, a chosen fast will get, go home with you. All right. All right. I'm going I'm to, you know, do the, do the old preacher. Well. <laughs> okay. You can help me out here. See, this kind of fast will go home with you. It won't just stay at church. How many still with me? <laughs> okay. But look at this. Then, then your light will break forth like the dawn. Look at this. Your healing will quickly appear. Your righteousness will go before you. And the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Look at this. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. This is powerful. It's a chosen fast. And and we're saying, yes, Lord, we are ready for this chosen fast. We're we're, we're moving into this chosen fast. We can't wait to see what you're going to do in this chosen fast. Okay, uh, media team, I'm jumping way ahead here. I'm going to mess you up. Let's go to Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Go to Daniel 1, 1. I just skipped a lot. Daniel 1, 1. I want you to turn there with me. So we see this chosen fast, okay? Chosen fast. And inside this chosen fast is a Daniel fast. It begins on Monday the 3rd of, of January. And it goes through Wednesday the 12th. We follow the Daniel fast. We have those guidelines we'll have for you. It's basically, we'll see this in a moment, it's just abstaining from basically uh, meats, sweets, and dairy. Can you do that? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it, it's a crazy thing. It's kind of like being healthy. <laughs> it's kind of like God created this and knew what he was doing. Isn't it the strangest thing? All right. So, so we see this chosen fast. That's the blueprint God's given us. It's the direction for, for January, it's a first fruits. We're saying, God, here's this month. We, we just, we're going to dare to obey you. And not just go through the motions, but a chosen fast. And I believe God's going to do some amazing things. How many believe that with me? So, so the Daniel, just to give us a quick thing on Daniel, go to Daniel 1. We, we, we went over this a little last week. I just want to keep us tracking along. So inside the chosen fast that encompasses more than just dietary, we, we, we follow this Daniel fast. Now, fasting is not just abstaining from food. It's putting food on the back shelf so we put God on the front, okay? It's saying I'm, I'm willingly abstaining from physical things so I can concentrate on my spiritual growth. That's what fasting is. It, in the Bible, it's always prayer and fasting. See, it's, it's pushing back from your eating so you concentrate on your praying. It's interesting. Daniel, we read in the book of Daniel, prayed three times a day. 
So what happens in the Daniel fast, we're being reminded that, that, that the focus of this fast is not, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's morning prayer, noontime prayer, and evening prayer. You know, Daniel fast, you get enough to get you through, okay? But the focus is on seeking God. Now, remember what I told you. I really believe I sense that God is wanting to release an awakening on America. How many say amen to that? How many believe we need that desperately, this nation? But, I, but, but, but what I keep sensing is that God is going to do this in the midst of a people who, who recognize we have to stop waiting on someday it's here now. And we have to stop waiting for these perfect scenarios for God to work. I, I, we're going to see God is not intimidated by opposition. God is not intimidated by the enemy trying to thwart what he does. Uh, you know, we, we love to celebrate and talk about the promised land. But they never had to fight until they got in the promised land. They just wandered around in the desert. But when it came time to claim land, get my inheritance, stand on the promise, that's where all the giants and the armies were. But God defeated every one of those. See, God's not intimidated by what opposes us. He, he's well able to release an outpouring of his Holy Spirit in the midst of the enemy doing his thing. Okay? You, you understand that? And so again, in Daniel, why did Daniel fast? Because he had been taken captive by the fall of Jerusalem into a foreign heathen land. He and those with him were born in nobility. They were wise. They were smart. These young men with him, the Bible says here in Daniel 1, were strong and handsome and intelligent. And so the king said, we're going to seize the gifting of these young men who have been, uh, whose lives have been dedicated to God. Listen to how this works in life. We're going to pull them out of their serving God. We're going to hijack their gifting and talent and train them in a new culture to serve a heathen God. And so they changed their names, they grabbed their identity, they tried to indoctrinate them, they did all they could. And to make it palatable, listen to me, to make that transition palatable, to coerce and convince these young men to walk away from God, to allow their gift to be used in a false way, the king says, hey, I'm going to let you eat with me. I'm going to let you eat from my table. You see, if you turn your back on God, I know you're in a foreign country. I know this is strange and uncomfortable and we're trying to pull you away. But see, there's some benefits to serving the wrong God. There's some, there's some short-term benefits. There's some short-term pleasures. Maybe the Bible says it this way. There's pleasure in sin for a season. But you have to remember payday is coming. Okay, so, so he says, let me, let me uh, mellow your, your misery. Let me, let me uh, you know, pay you. Let me give you something to help you with your compromise. But what he had not counted on, and what the devil doesn't have an answer for, that in the middle of his strategy is a young woman or a young man, or a man or a woman, a family, a church, who will say, I don't care what you have to offer me. My faith is not for sale. It doesn't matter how outnumbered I am. And I'm in a foreign culture and it doesn't seem to be going my way. I'm going to serve my God. Now you go to verse 8, see. And, and this is what we read. We, you have to understand this. The king says, you can have all this. 
But we go to verse 8, and what he had not counted on, uh, and this is tied to fasting. We're going to see this. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself. What, what, you know, what you have to understand is that, that Daniel made a decision. Daniel had a choice. Daniel realized, I don't just have to go along with this. It doesn't have to go this way. And, and I, 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 what, I, what I want you to, to see in this process is that we, we read this word, Daniel. I love this. Daniel resolved. Daniel 1a. Daniel resolved not to do this. One translation said he purposed in his heart. But here's what I want us to see. If, if we believe we're going to be agents of change, if our families are going to be saved and our businesses turned around and our schools become place where the Spirit of God is welcomed again and our culture shifts under the presence of God, God's going to have to find some people with resolve. But what you must understand is that resolve is always, and I, I've said this before, resolve is the product of relationship. Daniel made a decision to trust God. That's simply what happened. Daniel said, I know this is not the purpose of God for me. I choose to serve God. Let me help us with something. Resolve is the product of relationship. You can say it this way. You do not trust those you do not know. See, the reason God's people struggle obeying him in the face of opposition is they haven't learned to know him well enough to trust him. I don't trust people I don't know. You understand? You know, what do you tell your little children from day one? Well, don't talk to strangers. Right? That's good advice. Don't talk to strangers. You know, I, 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 we're, we're protective, aren't we? My little grandchildren, when they're around me, man, my, I'm, my eyeballs are, I, I'm like stranger danger radar. Aren't you like that? When I'm looking around, anybody gets in my buffer zone, I don't know. I'm a, mm. I know I'm a pastor, but don't make me have to ask God to forgive me in five minutes. To, we might have to, you know. So, so why? I, I don't trust somebody I don't know. I don't trust you. You know, somebody, you know, we, even, you know, you're walking down the road. Somebody pulls up, you know, says, do you need a ride? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't know you. These two feet are getting me where I'm going. Thank you. Adios. Don't you feel that way? I don't trust people I don't know. Somebody, you know, says, come on in here. I want to sit down and buy you lunch. And no, I'm not hungry. Thank you. I'm I don't know you. What happens? See, what happens to us? I want to help us with this. There are times that are going to come in your life where you need to make a decision. But it's because you trust God. These other things are working against you, but you know him so well, you've proven him trustworthy. Come on. You understand that? You've got to say yes to him and no to the world to find out he's faithful in those moments. See, if you never trust him, you never begin to know who he is. There are going to be times, come on, everybody listen to me. This year, you're going to say yes to God. You're going to say yes to God. So how do you start a revival? Saying yes to God. <laughs> how do you grow in your faith? Saying yes to God. Daniel resolved. Daniel said, I'm not doing that. Why? Because he trusted God. Evidently, this young man had a relationship with God. See, he, he, there, there are going to be times uh, that, that, that you, you, you don't feel like it. Can, can I help you with something? I, I want to I encourage you. You had a Psalm 23 years. So did I. God's been faithful, hasn't he? 
He's shown himself faithful. But we've walked through some situations that were hard, but God was with us, wasn't he? And I want to challenge you today. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to challenge you, even though you may have had some valley of death experiences this year. I want to challenge you to rise up today in the name of Jesus. I want to challenge you to be bold in the name of Jesus. How many hear what I'm saying? I want you to look at the person on either side of you right now and just say, be bold. Come on, tell them that. Be bold. I want you to be bold. Say, Pastor, I don't feel like being bold. Can I tell you the great thing about obedience? Obedience doesn't have anything to do with my emotions. I can be bold when I don't feel like being bold. Do you know that faith doesn't mean I feel faith? It means I did what he said. And if I will do what he said, I want to tell you again, it's time to be bold. Be bold. Tell them again, be bold. Be bold. What did, it, what did God say three times to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? It's time to be bold, my young man. Be strong and courageous. Why? Be, listen to me. Because the devil doesn't expect it. He didn't expect Daniel to say, no, I'm not going to do that. He didn't expect Daniel to resolve to put God first. He didn't expect it. I believe there are young men and young women in this church. I believe there are children in that Calvary children right now. I believe there are students in our Calvary youth right now. I believe there are young adults in this room right now. I'm tired of people soft-selling millennials and Gen Z. I want you to listen to me. I believe in you. I believe in the God in you. I don't believe you need to be treated different than anyone else. I don't believe you need to be patty caked and babied and act like you can't do it. I'm going to look you in the face and tell you be strong. Be bold. Do what God told you to do. You can do it. You're here right now. We need to stop telling them they can't. I'm going to say you can in the name of Jesus. And grandma, you're not too old. Grandpa, you're not too old. Mom and dad, you're not too busy. It's time for us to do the unexpected. We've been through a lot, but I want to tell you, I've overcome a lot. Come on. We need to stop talking about where we've been. We need to start talking about what God did. Has it been a hard year, but he's been a faithful God. Did something go bad, but a lot of things went right. See, we need to turn the way we think. I'm not just surviving another year. Come on. I'm not just barely making. My nose isn't down looking over my socks this morning. I'm standing up. I rise up in the name of Jesus. He's faithful. He's big. He's strong. He's able. He's looking for some Daniels right now. We need to be bold in the Lord. Because the devil doesn't expect it. He didn't expect the Daniel. He doesn't expect you and I to give him the month of January. He didn't expect somebody to say, I'm not going to go through the motions. I'm not just going to check my list off. I'm going to have a real fast this year. See, what happened? So let me go on. I'm, you're getting it. You're getting it. So he says, what are you going to do? Verse 11. So Daniel said, all right, let's do this. He said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants. For ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. God will bear up under the test. God will prove himself faithful. He said, put us to the test. So he agreed to test them. Verse 15, at the end of the ten days. Come on, listen. This is how are you going into this fast? I'm going into it. I'm not going, I, I, we're gonna go into it not saying. Oh, I'm going to miss Grandma's pie. I'm not going to miss Grandma's pie. 
Because that would have the presence of God during this fast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. Oh, you know, I got to have that sugar. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say God's going to do big things. God's going to do great things. I'm going to come out healthier after it than when I went into it. I'm not going to have headaches. I'm not going to be weak. I'm not going to have no en- I'm going to have plenty of energy. I'm going to look good, drive good, see good, feel good, talk good, work good, go to school good. It's going to be well, well, well. Why? Because we have resolved to serve the Lord. And God says, when somebody will obey me, walk with me, trust me, I'm going to show up on their behalf. Healthier and better nourished than any of the young men. Who ate the royal food? You're going to go to the gym and throw those weights through the ceiling. Come on, here we go. All right. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. You'll do better school grades. You're going to pass things at work you couldn't do before. And Daniel can understand visions and dreams of all insights. Spiritual revelation began to come in your life. You'll understand things from God's perspective that you hadn't been able to see before. You're going to realize, oh, this is what's been going on. You're going to have wisdom where the devil's been tripping you up and where there have been strongholds in your family and where there have been issues that haven't been able to be conquered. God's going to give you revelation. You're going to see things you didn't see before, wisdom you didn't have before. You're going to close your mouth when you've been opening it. <laughs> You're going to open your mouth when you've been keeping it closed. It's going to be the right thing. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them in, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. The power of the enemy will bow down in the presence of of a man or woman of God who put their trust in him. Demonic strongholds will be broken where the devil has been in charge and people have rested and relied on the wisdom of hell. The wisdom of God will begin to be elevated and established. Not just in a church building, but in every facet of our life. That's what we see God doing in these moments. Now, I want you to see something here. Just for a moment. I want you to go to Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16. You'll remember, what am I saying? We're, we're, we're realizing this chosen fast is a real legitimate fast. It, it, it is the heart of God. It is an obedient fast. It does not always come at the perfect moment, in the perfect circumstance. But when, but when God says, this is your moment, we resolve to obey God. God then begins to do supernatural works in our life. Now, you remember that one of the things we just read at Daniel was given the ability to interpret dreams and visions. Remember that we studied this two weeks ago. The king had a vision, a dream. Nobody could interpret it. said, I'm going to kill all the... If you don't tell me the dream and interpret it, everybody dies. Well, God gave Daniel the, the dream and the interpretation. Remember, I read that from chapter 2. He said, there is a God in heaven. Now, but how foolish is this king? <laughs> See, this is the wisdom of the world. So he has this dream. He doesn't know it. God gives Daniel the dream and the interpretation. And so the king says, oh, your God's a great God. He said, but now that I think about it, I'm going to build a gold statue of myself. and Everybody has to worship me. See that? Do you realize that without God working in your life, you can have an encounter with God? I see it all the time. 
and walk right off with that and it never change your life. See, there, there is, in the absence of relationship, you can have an encounter, but it never changes you. You can come into a church service and feel the presence of God, but if you don't surrender to the presence of God, you had a moment, but it didn't change anything. See, this king had an encounter. He openly admitted, that's God. God's in that man. I see God in that man. I recognize his God's the real God. But, you know, I'm here on earth, so, and I'm the king, so let's build a statue to me. And everybody has to worship the statue. And when you hear the music played, everybody bows down. If you don't do it, you know, because I'm the king. So we, we come here, and, 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 you know, Daniel wasn't the only guy that was devoted to the Lord, had resolved. He had three buddies. Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. We know them better by Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so the king is in this ego trip. And, and, and the people resent Daniel and his comrades because they were succeeding. It, 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 no one else had ever done that. So what am I trying to tell you? Sometimes the favor of God on your life will be resented by other people. Are you with me? Sometimes your promotion will cause another person to become jealous. Sometimes all those things you raised your hand for a while ago will cause another person to look at you and not be happy about what God's doing in your life. But you keep the right attitude and you're humble before God and you realize I am what I am by the grace of God. And this is the faithfulness of God and God gets the glory. But I'm going to serve him. I want you to, I want you to keep seeing this. God is ready to do something significant. All the circumstances don't have to line up perfectly for God to find people who are resolved and God will step into that moment. So, so I, I want to help us with some things, okay? So here they are. So, uh, you know, the, the, these other magicians and enchanters, they weren't, but those that had been advisors to the king were always watching for a way to put Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel in their place, so to speak, all right? Now, let me, let me help you with so many things. You need to stop having your feelings hurt. That people that don't love God don't love you. Let me say that over here. You need to stop having your feelings hurt. That people that don't love God don't love you. Do you know sometimes I can judge who a man, a man is more by his friends than, or his enemies than his friends. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes I can judge a man's character better by who his enemies are than who his friends are. And so we need to, we need to be bold and courageous. Not arrogant, humble and thankful for the grace of God. But we need to get a backbone. We need to understand not everybody's going to celebrate your spiritual journey. Not everybody's going to be on board because you've made some decisions to serve God. Why? Because they're eating at the king's table and you're not. Because you decided to do something they weren't willing to do. And not everybody's going to celebrate that. Not everybody that likes the darkness is going to shout when you walk in and turn the light on. Okay. So, so we, we have to understand this. It's okay. It's okay. You understand? It's okay. So, so they, they say, King, these three guys, they're not bowing down and worshiping you. Verse 16, chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. <laughs> if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. Now, I notice that was a comma, not a period. Most Christians put a period there. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But 
even if he does not. I got to do it one more time today. Well, okay. But even if he does not, we want you to know, oh, key, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Now, what, what, what we have to understand is that there may be some things we don't know. There may be some things I don't understand in this moment. But I'm not going to walk off from what I resolved to do. See, he said, I know my God can deliver me. I know there's nothing too big for my God. Are you with me? But I want you to know something standing here looking at the fire. That even if he doesn't, I'm not going to back away and worship a false God. See, even if there's some things I don't understand, I'm going to keep serving you. Even if it gets hot, I'm going to keep serving you. Because I made a decision. I know my God is able. But if he chooses to do something other than I thought, I still believe he's God. Now, how many are with me right there today? See, that's what God's looking for. In fact, have you ever thought about this? See, sometimes you've got to learn to walk in the dark. Sometimes you've got to walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes you've got to be willing to fast when you don't feel like fasting. You've got to be willing to obey God when everybody else isn't obeying God. Obedience is not when I ask everybody to vote and we'll do what the majority says. Obedience is when I do what the Word of God says if I'm the only one doing what the Word of God says. Because you may be the one God uses to change the situation. Have you ever thought about this? The Bible says, I know Christmas was yesterday, but let me give you one more little nugget, all right? The Bible says the wise men came to worship him and found him because they've been following what? A When do stars come out? Have you ever thought about this? They could only journey at night. That whole journey from the other side of the known world to find that baby happened night by night. They had to travel at night. You can't see the star in the day. So every night for two years, they journeyed. They learned to walk in the dark following this one thing to get to Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. There may be some days when you follow the Lord, you've got to walk in the dark. You've got to keep going when nobody else is going. You're walking when they're sleeping. You're following when they're taking it easy. You're walking with God. I believe the God I serve is big enough, bad enough, and able enough to save me. But I want you to know if I've got to walk in the dark and he doesn't do what I think he's going to do, I'm going to keep my eyes on him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to stay on board with this thing. I've resolved to serve the Lord. I don't want to go in the fire, but I'd rather go in the fire than lose my faith. I don't want to go in the fire, but I'd rather die believing my God than back up on him and live the rest of my life like that so so you know that they, they said we just want you to know that we're going to serve him so then Nebuchadnezzar verse 19 was furious with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and his attitude toward them changed <laughs> see you he see when you stop going along with some things the attitude starts changing. <laughs> Understand? As long as you're just one of the boys and one of the girls, as long as you're just letting the devil lead you along and, and you have never resolved, everything's fine. But you resolve and you're going to see some attitudes get changed all of a sudden. But that's going to be all well because, see, you didn't need them. You're about to have another experience, see? So he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter, commanded the strongest men to throw them in. You know, they threw them in and the guys that threw them in died because of the heat. All right? So uh, we drop down to verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisor. He said, look, I, I, I can at least count on one hand 
And he said, when we threw them in, there were three. Right? They said, you're right, king. Verse 25, he says, well, I see four. Hmm. Walking around in the fire. Look at this. Look at this. Sometimes you got to get in the fire before your deliverance comes. Sometimes you got to go ahead and walk in before you get unbound and unharmed. So see, look at us. The devil says, if you serve God, you're going to pay for it. If you serve God, you're going to be in trouble. But you don't ever know what it's like to really get free till you walk on in the fire and say he has the ability to do it. But even if he says he's not, I'm going to go in the furnace. And you get in the furnace and then you find out something by God about God. He's not just the God that saves me from it. He's the God who can save me while I'm in it. And you begin to find you've got some new company working in your life. Unharmed unbound so Nebuchadnezzar comes and watch the tables turn now the bad boy that threw him in is begging him come on out all of a sudden God's in charge of the scene so he says look what he calls them servants of the most high God I'm in verse 26 here servants of the most high God come here so Shadrach Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire someone say came out of the fire huh and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. The guys who told on them, right? They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, even the heathens start praising God if they can find a believer who's got some resolve in their life. What we need in our homes, in our nation, in our schools, in our businesses are some Daniels and Danielettes. Pardon me if that's whatever. You understand. Some men and women of God who are going to serve the Lord and the skeptic and the unbeliever and the doubter and the liar and the conniver and the haters. Come on. There comes a place where they have to say, that is almighty God. That is the hand of God. And, and so what happened? They're promoted, they're blessed, and everything turns around. Let, let, let me help you with something, because I've I got to wind this up. See, th- there is a quality of relationship with God when we walk past our understanding and we trust Him, where we begin to see things about God we didn't know before. We begin to know the God we can trust. See, if I've never been willing to go in the fire, I don't know the God who's in the fire. If I've never been willing to trust Him and resolve to serve Him, I'll not know what He is on the other side of my trust. Fasting, a Daniel fast, see, is what prepares us for those kind of moments. It brings a resolve. It brings a faith. It brings a trust. It brings an understanding. And, and, and this, is, this is what I know. This is what I know. That, that there are going to be times, and I, I just wish I had a little more to, to work on this, but uh, uh, <laughs> there, there comes this time where, where you have to be shut in with God before you find out how great God is. See, there, there was a, they had to be shut in the fire, away from everything else. Someone say shut in. You, sometimes you have to close the door. Before you find out how rich and good your God really is. you got to close the door. There, there, there are instances in scripture. Let me just race through them. All right? see, see this one. Listen I want to help somebody. Because here's what we're doing right now. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be through in three minutes. Alright listen to me. 
See, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're, there's some doors God wants to open for us next year. But sometime before you can go in a new door, you've got to close some other doors. You can't be begging to go in the new door when you got some old doors that got to be closed. I got to close some stuff. Everybody, how many are listening to me? How many want to go in? We're going to fast and pray and go in. If we're going to go in, we got to shut some stuff. Genesis 19, Lot had gone into the wicked city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the night before that city was destroyed, the angels came to visit him and his family and warned him to go. The men of the city, the perversion, had pressed in on his door and said, we want these angels, you bring them out to us. So wicked they couldn't even see who these angelic people were. And so, watch this, Lot closes the door behind him and steps out to try to negotiate with perversion. And the longer he tried to negotiate with perversion, it says they began to press on him and his house. You can't negotiate with perversion. You can't negotiate with sin. You can't negotiate with that which opposes God. And so finally, when he was about to be overwhelmed, the angels opened the door, pulled him in, and shut the door. I want to tell you something. I got to tell you as your pastor. I believe there's some doors that need to be shut in your life if you're going to go in some open doors next year. There are going to be some situations and decisions, listen to me, where you have to stop negotiating with sin, making a deal with the devil, compromising who you are. I got to tell you the truth. It's time. It's time that God said, you need to come inside and shut the door. You negotiated with that sin long enough. You, you, you've looked at that stronghold long enough. You found an excuse for it long enough. Come on, I gotta help us. I just have to help us. This is something you got because you came here today. I got that somebody else won't get. You gotta close the door. We go to 2 Kings 4 when the widow thought she had lost everything. And the prophet said, Go gather the vessels and bring them in. I'm gonna fill them up with that little jar of oil. But the Bible says she had to close the door and she and her son began to pour. The miracles you're praying for are going to happen behind the door you close when you get in with God. We go later in that same chapter, 2 Kings 4. You remember the Shunammite woman? God, the prophet, prophesied she had a little babe boy. The boy grew and then he died. The Bible says when the prophet came back and the boy was dead, he went in a room and shut the door. And God raised the boy from the dead. Matthew chapter 6 says, if you go in your house and shut the door and pray, your God in heaven will hear everything you're praying on this earth. In the name of Jesus, worship team, I want you to come with me. I want you to listen to me today. God's setting you up for some open doors. But we got to shut some doors. We need to shut some doors where we're compromising and where we're negotiating with the enemy. And we, when we shut that door and get in here, we're going to find God. It may look like a furnace, but I'm going to tell you, I'd rather be in the furnace with the Son of God, number four, than living on the outside with a compromise. How many hear me? How many with me today? Are you with me today? Come on, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I love you enough to tell you the truth. God's got an amazing month planned for us. Let's don't drag some stuff in the next year. How many with me right now? Let's don't drag any junk in the next year. There's some folks I want you to forgive right now. Are you with me? Some people you need to forgive right now. Let's close the door. Let's close the door. The devil beat you up with what somebody did to you way back here long enough. I don't mean this ugly. You've got to put them in the hands of God. They're not worth hurting you any longer. 
They're not worth hurting you any longer. You need to let it go. Pastor, they don't deserve forgiveness. That's not my job. My job forgive like Jesus forgave me. And let's move on with this thing. You hear what I'm saying? There's some doors you need to close. Listen, I am speaking through the Holy Spirit right now. There's, there's some people you need to say goodbye to. There's some relationships. You need to shut some doors today. I believe, I'm sure not an angel, but I believe I'm grabbing hold of some people literally today and pulling you back inside and telling you stop negotiating with those people. They want one thing to destroy you. I'm going to pull you back inside this door along with God. God's going to begin to do something in your life. God's going to do something in your life. I know it's scary. I know it's been your pattern. I know it's what you're accustomed to. Listen to me. But it's broken. And it's never going to get you where you want to go. It's broken. There are people who will tell you it's okay. There are people who will tell you it's not your fault. But I'm going to pull you back inside the door today. And I'm going to tell you you need to close that door. You can't negotiate with perversion. You can't negotiate with sin. No matter who says it's okay, it's going to break you every time. On the inside of this door is where God does miracles. It's where he fills up empty vessels. It's where he raises the dead. It's where he answers big, bold prayers. Are you with me? How many ready to go there today? I'm ready. I'm ready to close some doors. I know that's a heavy way to stop, but it's a freedom. Inside the furnace, they were unharmed. Inside the furnace, there was no bond, no bounds on them, no bonds on them. I'm ready for you to walk out of that door the freest you've been in a long, long time. Your faith at a level it's not been in a long, anybody with me, in a long, long time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.